This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thursday the 19th of January 2023 in this evening's special Extra Time show. We bring you the news that Michael Hopton has finally fallen into the grave he dug for himself. And out of the darkness, a silver-haired saviour has arisen. Join us as we act firstly to Hopton's departure and then ahead to what the future holds under Mick McCarthy. I'm John Asperall and this is Seasiders podcast Extra Time special. Appleton out Yes, McCarthy in. With a great tradition. Evening, everybody. Another extra time EGP in the week. I bet you're sick of the sight of us all. We've got Tom, Tim, Matt and Nick. Uh, welcome everybody, welcome to the stream, welcome if you're listening on the audio pod. Nick, Tom, Nick, Matt, Nick, you said that was like a, a child 70s uh, TV programme, didn't you? In the, uh, <laughs> Tim, Tom, <laughs> Tim, Tom, Mitch, Nick and John, yeah. I'm actually old enough to watch Mary Mungo and Midge. That's exactly what I thought of, Mary Mungo and Midge, for those of a certain vintage. <laughs> Anyway, John, can we say just before, I learned a valuable lesson uh, two pods ago, and that is when you're eating your tea while you're on the show, you've got to mute while you're crunching, otherwise it's a bit distracting for everybody else. <laughs> He's got the his cheese and biscuits at the side. Oh, they've gone now, have they? The plate is empty. Don't normally do that, but I've been hot-footing it, foot to the... Pedal to the metal down the M60 to get home in time for this. Uh, we weren't going to do one this evening, Tim, were we? Obviously, the news broke around five-ish that uh, Mick McCarthy has been appointed manager. And obviously, yesterday, Appleton was finally potted. Great news. Two pieces of great news. I'd like to think that we we played a small part engineer with uh, hosting Raggy's rant that then ends up on AVFTT. I think if you ever want a sounding board as to what the feeling amongst the fan base was, uh, as at Tuesday, then listening back to that podcast sort of think summed it up because it was 
diametrically opposed to the way the positivity we were feeling before the Watford game. And uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> my view is um, as I think we're probably going to see tonight the um, the atmosphere is uh, the mood is lightened somewhat from Tuesday, which is needs to and it, and um, and I don't want to um, get ahead of ourselves, but um, you know we need we you know we need everybody on the same page this Saturday, and that that had to involve what happened uh, yesterday. Uh, welcome back, Tom. Tom, did you watch or listen to the the show? That we put out a couple of days ago. I listened to half of it, if I'm honest, but I've been a very busy boy at the moment. But no, um, I could only imagine basically what was said, and it's, we've been saying it for long enough, haven't we? So, correct decision in the end, and they gave him enough time to to sort of try to make the improvements they potentially could have made, and it just you know didn't work out. So we move forward. We pleased to see him go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there wasn't one ounce of me which you know felt sorry for him or you know when managers leave sometimes you do get that you know or maybe you could have done this maybe you could have done that but he had every opportunity to do lots of different things during his tenure and I actually felt by the end as I said in the whatsapp group a couple of times I almost felt like he was doing what he was doing on purpose to piss us off um, and, and that was just not a good relationship to have with the fans like I just I just didn't understand him at all um, I know he's very blunt and he tells the truth etc but yeah, not for me one bit. I didn't. I was all for it initially. Don't get me wrong. Like you can go back to my tweets, and I, you know, said he did play some very good football at Lincoln, and you know, he got to the playoff final, as we all know. And but yeah, he just didn't show any signs of that past the first sort of five games when he was very brave with his substitution and stuff. That all just fell to, you know, fell to nothing really, and there was just no relationship there anymore. And he had to go. So yeah, yeah. Tom, you you were one of the early ones out of the traps, um, wanting Appleton to leave. I think Mitch. So we didn't get you on the show, just very briefly. What do you think of the Appleton departure? And I'm, obviously you were glad as well that he'd gone. You weren't yeah, the I mean, of some out there, were you? No, I was never sure what Tom or Andy Grice thought about it. They were a bit, you know, they were a bit vague about their opinion. No, um, look, I, the way I felt about Appleton was a bit like, um, I don't know if you've ever had a weird mate that you've sort of had a pint with once and kind of gone, ah, oh, no, no, they're all right. And all everybody else in your circle of friends is like, no, they're a knobhead. Like, why, why, what, you know? And then eventually you come round to the job. view of everybody else. And that's kind of like how I ended up feeling about Appleton, when you kind of, you've tried your real best to see the good in that person and, and to make it work. And eventually you just come around to the view that actually it's never going to work. And you can't really remember what it was that you actually found appealing in this person when you had a pint with them all that time. So it, it was inevitable. It absolutely, it, it had to happen, you know, whatever the rights and wrongs. And I still maintain some sympathy for him, but it was inevitable that it, that sympathy and, and the circumstances actually don't mitigate against the fact that the atmosphere was awful. And although I, Watford was the first game I've completely missed for a long time, um, I didn't, I've not even watched the highlights because it was, it was that performance which did him because it was those games where we were nothing. It wasn't, it, it, if we'd have bounced between getting battered and playing well, then there's something there in this kind of like, some, but there was those games where we just were nothing, and it was like you couldn't work out what the hell he was doing. And going having another one of those games, it was just it was dawn on it. 
it was so yeah i'm in in conclusion i'm i'm happy i feel happier than i have since god knows how long were you happy nick surprised or not by the timing no not really because i think um you know there wasn't anybody who was really saying well maybe one or two were saying he, he deserves a bit more of a chance and i think that like mitch has just said that that performance uh, at Watford was was just the final straw. Whether they'd made their mind up before then, board I don't know, but it, it had to happen because as we we covered the other night, going into Saturday with him still in charge, massive game. They'll have a decent following. I think they've sold just over two thousand. The atmosphere from us would be really, you know, it might be all right for ten minutes, but then it'd go flat, um, and then I think it'd get really toxic. Um, so we've got a chance now. We're getting somebody new in to. You know, get that atmosphere back, get the North Stand bouncing, and uh, hopefully start to turn things around. But yeah, he, he had to go. It was his time was up. Tim Appleton's departure. You you were on uh, very good form, if I may say so, on the last pod. You made some uh, very well put and strong points about him being on the wind up almost with that team selection. So I'm gu- I'm guess you were. Uh, particularly pleased when the news came that he'd been yeah I mean, out I, finally i do think the timing is a little bit weird in from the point of view of it's it's done on a wednesday when if normally you would if you're going to pot somebody do like cardiff didn't do it on the saturday night or the sunday as as you were very vociferously calling for on your um solo pod on on saturday night um and i actually do think that the board of have seen the soundings from the fans and you know I'm not I'm not bigging up what we did but what we did do was create a platform on Tuesday night which then found its way into AVFTT on Saturday and there's no doubt about it that the board um look at that and I think it, it was almost everybody was of one voice it's it's <clears throat> it's very very rare that you almost get every single person whether um you know uh, they are uh, of you know of Tom's and, and Andy's persuasion. And to be fair, they've been calling it for quite a long time. My mine, which was sort of originally fifty fifty, but became more anti as it went on. And, and like yourself, I think you were fairly, um, you know, you were probably slightly on the left hand side and, and, and prepared to give him a chance. And um, but he, he created his, as you said, he dug his own grave. Uh, he dug his own grave on Vicarage Road pitch last Saturday. Um, and and I still think he possibly was trying to um, uh, trigger a response from the board, and and eventually got it. Uh, I, I my guess is that they probably wanted to give him Huddersfield and get Huddersfield out of the way, but it had become so toxic that. And this is what we um, <clears throat> I spoke about on um, on Lanks last night was that um, if we went 1-0 down in that game, the concern was that it would become so negative that it would adversely impact on the team. And that was the risk I think the board couldn't, at the end of the day, afford. Um, it's too important, this, and um, we have all need to be on the same page. And um, I think we might have found a manager who actually understands what it's about and is prepared to press the right buttons to try and make sure that that 12th man does its job on, on Saturday. And um, I'm really, really pleased that the board have acted. It's no, it's listen. It's not a pleasant task relieving anybody of the duties. And um, uh, but uh, Blackpool Football Club's bigger than any one individual. And um, 
uh, I think uh, it had to be done, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah. So Michael Atherton is uh, thankfully no longer the manager or head coach of Blackpool FC, but this fella is Mick McCarthy. This guy here. <laughs> there he is in all his glory in his retro days at Bonds. It almost looks like the East Stand, that, doesn't it? It's like the scratching shed. It does. It almost looks it. like Blackpool's kit as well, doesn't it? You know, yeah. It's almost, almost tangerine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it looks a bit like a model. Do you remember the knitting patterns that you used to get? Like <laughs> in the 80s, it looks a bit like a model for one of them. C- oh, CNA, yeah. Before C- and then graduating on CNA after that, <laughs> for those of a certain vintage. Yeah, uh, Mick McCarthy, Tom. Good choice. Will he, will he unite the fans? Yeah, so when I heard his name yesterday, I tweeted the exact words, surely not Big Mick. Um, and it wasn't because... <laughs> It wasn't because I actually find him, well, his last tenure at Cardiff was was nothing short of appalling. You know, he lost eight in a row and the football was quite poor and he, and he loaned a certain midfielder out to us, which, you know, which I missed dearly. Um, so I was a bit sceptical, but then I slept on it and woke up and I actually thought it's, it's actually an incredible, incredible logical um, appointment to the point where he, there is, you know, what's available. I can imagine, yeah, your Warnocks, etc., out there. But what's available, which he he is and was, um, you you can't you can't get much more experience. Over seven hundred games is is you know his manage manage been a manager at a World Cup, and you know he doesn't take much um, crap from players. Um, you know, he appreciates fans. He's always been very um, complimentary to the fans when he's been opposition manager as well. So. Um, and as his interview, as we'll see in a minute, was was a breath of fresh air for someone, um, you know, who's had that much longevity in the game as well. And it was actually really refreshing um, to what we've been used to with the previous manager. And I'm really excited to see what he brings. I don't, I don't think he'll bring the most, you know, exciting football, um, but he'll bring organisation. He'll bring passion. He'll bring the desire to win, which we haven't seen for months now. So. I'm really excited um, since I've slept on it and there was all this uh, debacle about will he actually be manager today? But, it, you know, it's it's come to the come to co- the conclusion that he is. And I'm, like I said, I'm really excited. And I think Saturday potentially we'll have a few thousand more there um, and, and hopefully we can kick um, kick on with a win. Okay, as to Tom referenced, uh, he has, Mick has done a video on the channel, official channel. Let's have a quick look at it. Welcome to Bloomfield Road. How do you feel to be here? Thank you. It feels great to be here. It feels great to be back in the game. Uh, and at a club where I've had plenty of games, some good, some bad, some indifferent, but always enjoyable and always, well, not so much greeted by a great crowd. I'm hoping I will be uh, come Saturday. But it's always a good atmosphere. I've enjoyed playing here. Manage- no, I haven't played here, but my teams have played here. What initially sort of attracted you to this role in particular? I want to get back in the game. I've been out of the game for 12 months and uh, I guess I have a bit of history of kind of inheriting teams when they've just had a bit of a struggle and uh, and managed to get them out of that trouble. So hopefully that's going to be the same again. You know, when we stay up, we can all be we can all be happy and make it look like a good decision. Uh, everybody will have an opinion on it, but I have got I've got experience of uh, of getting teams out of trouble from the bottom of the league. Yeah, and obviously it's rare that you've actually had a spell out of the game like this. Do you feel almost being able to reflect on that has perhaps benefited you? 
I'd say so, yeah, because it's uh, it's a tough old gig. It's an enjoyable job. I've had over a thousand games. I mean, I've got mates and mates in football saying to me, you're, you're mad, you're off your head going back in, stay out. But no, I want to be back in because I love it. Uh, I love being on the training ground. I love TC, he does my assistant. He's desperate to get back in. And we've been out for over 12 months now. That's It's a long time. It's too long. So thrilled to be back in. And obviously, you know this league like the back of your hand. You know what the, the task is ahead. For sure. Mick, welcome Just to Blinker Road. How do you feel to be here? Audio problem. Thank you. It feels great to be here. It feels great to be back in the game. Uh, and at a club where I've had plenty of games, some good, some bad, some indifferent, but always enjoyable and always, well, not so much greeted by a great crowd. I'm hoping I will be uh, come Saturday. But it's always a good atmosphere. I've enjoyed playing here. Manage- no, I haven't played here, but my teams have played here. What initially sort of attracted you to this role in particular? I want to get back in the game. I've been out of the game for 12 months and uh, I guess I have a bit of history of kind of inheriting teams when they've just had a bit of a struggle and, uh, and managed to get them out of that trouble. So hopefully that's going to be the same again. You know, when we stay up, we can all be, we can all be happy and make it look like a good decision. Uh, everybody will have an opinion on it, but I have got, I've got experience of, uh, of getting teams out of trouble from the bottom of the league. Yeah, and obviously it's rare that you've actually had a spell out of the game like this. Do you feel almost being able to reflect on that has perhaps benefited you? I'd say so, yeah, because it's uh, it's a tough old gig. It's an enjoyable job. I've had over a thousand games. I mean, I've got mates, and mates in football are saying to me, you're, you're mad, you're off your head going back in, stay out. But no, I want to be back in because I love it. Uh, I love being on the training ground. I love TC, he does my assistant. He's desperate to get back in. And we've been out for over 12 months now. That's It's a long time and it's too long. So thrilled to be back in. And obviously you know this league like the back of your hand. You know what the, the task is ahead? For sure. Yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of games in this league. Predominantly in this. This and the the Premier League and of course some international football. Uh, yeah, this is this is relentless, this league. Uh, and I'm not... Yeah, no, I'm not seeing... I've, I've, this, the, the bits I've seen of us playing now it seems that we've got a really good group of lads uh, I watched one half I think it was Sunderland I thought they were having the right go nobody seems to have down tools which is brilliant and it's always sad when somebody leaves but you know I've had it, I've been on both sides of that and it's up to me now to make sure we stay in the league yeah and what do you feel you can kind of bring to the side that they have already obviously a good squad at your disposal yeah it's, it's interesting how you people are you, you, you're coming to save us you're coming to keep us up no I'm not I'm coming to try and help the players who are here and any players that we might get in, keep us up. It's not me and TC, he'll do it. It'll be the players. And uh, we have to try and give them the confidence back, which they've had in the past under Critch and under Michael. Sometimes it goes and somebody else has to come in a fresh voice and try and get back that belief and that energy and that, you know, create some excitement back here and get some wins. And it's, it's fallen on my lap and I'm delighted. Obviously, you mentioned Terry there. What does he sort of bring to your backroom staff? He brings, again, experience. Somebody I can trust. I give him the keys to my house, TC. He's probably tidy up on the way out. He's, uh, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. And I can, I can guarantee every striker that's here will be improved by him. They'll get, he'll get a tune out of them. He's done it wherever we've been. His, uh, his sessions are fantastic. They're enjoyable. They'll all love it. And I know I can, like I said, I can trust him. And he's got a great knowledge of the game. 
Because yeah, you know, at times it's got to be a partnership because one person doesn't know everything. You know, you see Pep Guardiola speaking to somebody, and Jurgen Klinsmann speaking to somebody. All of us have somebody that we can trust and might just see something that that we don't, and he's got a good eye for it. Just finally, you're going to need the supporters behind you in the situation that we're in. How important a role do they have to play? Oh. 100%, they are, they are vital, especially at this place. I said, whenever I've come here as a manager, it's a real hostile place to come and play. Not a nice place to come and play because they make it a hostile atmosphere. They get on top of you. Uh, and that's the way it's got to be. And if we're going to win games and stay in this league, this place has got to be a real fortress. And it cuts both ways. We've got to excite them. We've got to get them going. But they've got to get behind the team. No. That's wrong, that. I'm suggesting they're not behind the team. And they are. But the players have to, we have to get it out of them. And if we can get them going, get ourselves going, it'll be a hard place to come and play for anybody. My first reaction to that is, Sean must have been gr- grinding his teeth together. A, with the fact he couldn't discuss XG with Mick McCarthy and B, the fact that it's Mick McCarthy the kind of uh, the polar opposite of the type of manager that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> My first impression was we trained Sean quite well. I thought, you know, he's, he's obviously his time on here wasn't completely wasted. In the I, way thought that he's... I thought it was a step down for him, really, compared to arguing about the relative worth of Gary Medine in the statistical <laughs> form with me. <laughs> Um, right, who, who's, who wants to come in first? Uh, Mitch, what's your, I, your reaction I, to that interview and the uh, appointment of Mick McCarthy? I love Mick McCarthy. I love him. The end. I've spent about 36 hours on Twitter saying, it's why would you appoint Mick McCarthy? That's an insane thing to do. How does it fit into everything the club's done? Slagging off Ben Mansford and moaning about everything on earth. But for some reason, the moment it was actually announced, it just felt like it felt like a Tetris block falling into place. And all the, the, the negativity that I felt for ages just disappeared. And everything in my soul is now dedicated to um, Mick McCarthy and the next nine 19 games i thought it was the best interview probably we've had from a blackpool manager in i don't know how long um i can only think of two other interviews in that since since we came back that i can actually really remember one was i actually thought mcphillips thought spoke very well after the homecoming and kind of got that right and he wasn't particularly interesting critchley was a robot but there was that great time when he went mental after qpr um, and Appleton just wasn't very good at interviews, and Larry was the most boring man on earth. And I thought that was brilliant. I was totally engaged. He said all the right things. I think it was actually really canny. I think the way he picked out a positive moment from the team and said, oh, I, I watched that half, you know. Uh, yeah, they did well then. He, I reckon he's watched a lot more than that, but he's not going to get drawn into saying what the problems are and who's letting things down. He's creating a positive atmosphere, and he went straight in, the, the, literally the first thing he references is getting the fans on side. We need the fans. I thought it was spot on. So I am, I am, one hundred percent Mick McCarthy now. Nicholas, your views on uh, on Big Mick? And that what interview. Mitch said. Um, I was buzzing after uh, watching that interview. I think yesterday when it when it first came out, at first I was a bit 
Right, okay, because let's be honest, none of us saw that that coming. It's not a name that had been mentioned. Um, and I, I did wonder, you know, what will the style of football be, et cetera, et cetera. But similar to what Tom said, having slept on it um, and got my head around it, I'm, uh, I'm buzzing for it. And then to listen to that interview, just fantastic. And it, the fact that he referenced the fans and the atmosphere, I remember when we played them, at Bloomfield Road, it was a night game, so I'm guessing in the championship when he was Wolves manager. Can't remember if he won or drew, but he made specific reference to the atmosphere of the ground. You know, he said it not a huge crowd, but my God, they get behind the team. So it's obviously something that's really stuck with him, and uh, he'll obviously see it again on Saturday with the uh, the North back in full voice. And I'm really looking forward to it. Interested to see. You know what what sort of team he's going to play, what sort of lineup. Um, but for me, it's his experience, and that's what we need right now. It's it's not necessarily about amazing fast flowing football. It's about getting points on the board, being difficult to beat, and and doing enough to stay in this division in the next nineteen twenty games. And I think he'll be the man to do it. So yeah, really, really looking forward to it. There's such a different vibe about him. He 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 talked more positively about Blackpool than. In, in that three or four minutes than Michael Appleton did in, in any interview he's done since he was since he was manager. So, yeah, fantastic. Really looking forward to Saturday. Over, you to, over to you, Tim. Um, Mick did mention the importance of um, Terry, Terry Connor in that interview, didn't he? So it's, uh, it's good to have a very experienced and trustworthy coach that he's, he knows and he can work with straight away. Mm. I remember Terry Connor playing for Leeds. Uh, you don't, God, 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 don't know when it was now. Probably in the nineteen eighties. Um, just going back though, I just, I just, I just want to endorse what the other guys said. Um, you know, he he spoke with for me. He spoke with passion and and with knowledge and and with humour as well. Which you know, you, not 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 jokey humour, but you could you can see that. Um, He's been there, bought the T-shirt, and knows how to play a crowd. And, and no doubt, he knows how to play a dressing room as well. And um, I think, uh, I think it, it, it's a very, very positive appointment. Because, like others, you know, yesterday it, I was actually again going back to the Radio Lanks interview. I was, I was waiting to go on when Mick McCarthy's name first gets mentioned. Nixon throws it into the mix while the while the program's on. And then, and Andy Bay sort of says to me, "What do you think?" And I genuinely didn't know. Um, I was thinking, "What? What do I think about that?" And, and I hadn't quite made my mind up, like some of the others said. But it's interesting. Um, my Sunderland mate said he did well for them, you know. He, and, and I know he had a bit of a bad run at the Cardiff at the end, but you know, equally, as somebody's already said in the chat, he had a fantastic run when he first took over. And the important thing for us is. Is is how we react over this next nineteen games. I mean, we don't know the terms of the deal that he's got. Whether it's just to the well, I don't anyway. Uh, whether it's just to the end of the season or whether it's any longer than that. Um, but he's, he's he's managed over a thousand games. He's managed. He's, you know, anybody can manage. Well, I don't know how how well he did it, but anybody can manage um, uh, Roy Keane and and his ilk uh, can deal with any any issues in the in the in the changing room for me and. Um, very, very interesting about Terry Connor and about his observations about his ability to improve our attacking players. Because the one thing that we probably have struggled with is converting chances. And, um, you know, if, if Terry Connor can use his experience and his sessions to try and sharpen up our attack 
uh, to a degree, then that could be the fine margins between us picking up the points we need and not picking up the points we need. So, yeah, I'm incredibly positive. Um, I can't wait for Saturday. I'm still trying to persuade you to come to Southampton. <laughs> and um, and Middlesbrough, come on. I'm going to Middlesbrough. Unless BBE Law have a chartered private jet to Southampton, it's a, it's a tad too far for me to go. And I've got the excuse of uh, my uh, youth coaching as well. I'll let you off then, John. But anyway, listen, it's what a different. Listen, it's it's like it's like one of those graphs, isn't it? We, we're up before the Watford game, <laughs> descend into the pits of despondency based on uh, our ex manager's um, dour and, uh, and, and downright negative approach to that game. And then we listen to four minutes of a very, very experienced manager um, spin his magic, and, and, and we're back in the room. And he's got to keep us in the room, for, and the players have got to keep us in the room for the next nineteen games. Because I yeah, want to go. I'm, I'm just about to book going to Norwich last game of the season. I don't want to go to a relegation party. Thank you. I want to go there and celebrate. Tom, you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say he's had a lot of exposure to a lot of different experiences through his career, hasn't he? So <clears throat> it's easy to comment on recency um, at Cardiff, but if you put that on his head when he took a first took over at Cardiff, they're on a um they're on a poor run and I think they're fifteenth or sixteenth and he got them up to ninth pushing playoffs with some good form as well. So, you know, the second season didn't go as well as he liked. Um and just referring to Tim's point of converting chances, it, it will be good to see Terry and him work with Jerry Yates as a striker and not a wing back because you know, we probably haven't created as much chances because we've we've played such bizarre teams or di- different sort of, you know, formations with with probably are not our best players in their right positions. And Saturday was, you know, an epitome of what he was doing by paying Connolly straight back at right back and not, you know, bringing in lines in the position he played just with Forrest. Whether he's ready or not, he should have started, of course. So I think he'll get the basics right, which will will get the best out of our team as well. So. Style of football. Well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, with um, you know the players he's got available? Because um, obviously we've got some real attacking talent in the team. Um, so what will it mean for the likes of Bowler, Patino? I expect that we'll we'll probably have a, a defensive midfielder in, if not two. Um, be interesting to see what he does with the defence, um, considering. We're not exactly overloaded with centre halves at the moment, are we? With um, I haven't had a, not seen an update on Marv with his hamstring, but. I'd imagine it's going to be six X weeks, six or eight weeks, isn't it? It's I think you said, said that, Nick. I think Have they? Yeah. Or well, most certainly, uh, the word on the street is it's six to eight weeks. Anyway, that's. And I don't think anybody I, I can understand that with the nature of the injury, can't you? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we may have been looking at getting another centre half in anyway before that injury, but I think we certainly are going to be now, and I'm sure he'll have people in mind already who we might want to try and bring in and. Hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. Um, I'd like to see Andy Lyons back in on on Saturday. Obviously, he's not going to have much time to assess the team, but I'm sure he'll be he'll be taking advice from from people within the club as to how we've been lining up, etc. And you know, we'll have a he'll have a good idea of what he wants to do. I think by uh, by three o'clock on Saturday. Do, do we think he'll put? I mean, he's he's known, isn't he, for playing either like a five three two or three five two, whichever way you want to um, dress it up. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether he goes with his formation or whether he 
he tries to work within the confines of what we've been doing. Because the problem, obviously, with the massive formation changes is bedding it in, and normally it's something you do pre-season. Mm. Um, and obviously, he's got to hit the ground running, hasn't he? He's got maybe got Southampton to to experiment a bit, but in the league, he, he's got to go. In some respects, you've got to go with tried and tested. So it's do we shoehorn into his system, or does he shoehorn his experience into our system? I think there's there's two things on on that. I, I think he'll probably go somewhere almost like for a halfway house. I think he'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised to see him just go for a four four two, somewhere between what we've been doing and what he might want to do. And the second thing is on the flare players. Um, I couldn't remember what because he went back to Ireland, didn't he, for a second time, and I couldn't remember what he'd done with Wes. And actually, he was the man who brought Wes back from the cold with Ireland. And as I was Googling to try and find out what he'd done with Wes as Ireland manager, I also discovered that he was really keen to sign Wes um, with Wolves in about 2008, I think it would have been. So he's obviously not adverse to a little tricky player. Um, and he's obviously not adverse to a, to, to a skillful player, but I think it'll be the number of those players and I probably think he'll go with Bowler as the wild card and then make everything really solid around him. And I think it'll be probably not dissimilar to the Critch setup in that sense of absolutely win every ball, solid, drill him and, and hit Gaz and Bowler do what you want. And it's sort of that, that's the, probably the pragmatic way where you go to be hard to beat and you've got you know one or two players that are going to cause the opposition danger and I, that's why if it was putting a fiver on it that's the sort of lineup I put on put on but I mean I'm not pretending I've watched his career really closely but that's kind of what I would divine that he would do yeah do I think, think- yeah, no. Well, I didn't. I don't know if I got this wrong, but I just sort of remember Wes coming into more of a central position as he got a bit older on into his career, mm-hmm. um, especially with Ireland as well. Started cutting in from cutting in from sort of the wing a bit more and having influence in the middle of the park. So I think you're right. I think he knows a flair player when he sees one, but we do need that organisation. And you could argue one thing that Appleton start did get start to get right was the game against Forest, despite us probably being able to draw or lose that game due to their wastefulness in front of goal. He obviously got us playing quite good football with Perveda and and the wing player. So I don't think we should lose that. And hopefully he's identified that as well. But I think slowly over time, because 19 games is, you know, is almost half a season. That's why I suggest that I don't think we're deep in that trouble. I think we just got ourselves in, in, in the rut with Appleton and we knew each game was kind of going to be the same. So 19 games is, is you know, such a long time. So between sort of five and 10 games, he'll start having his influence and maybe bringing in a couple of players as well. Um, but I, I think he'll just bring organisation to the team. But I do think we need the players to play the way he wants to play, especially as he did at Cardiff, like with the Aidan Flint type sort of players and the bullies basically are going to have control in the Championship League because we can't continue to play Patino and Carey as centre midfielders. We need tribal fit and we need, maybe need to bring another one in for them to do the dog work for the team to, you know, bear the fruits of the labour of that. So it won't be immediate, of course, but I think we'll certainly see a difference on, on, on Saturday. That's for sure. 
I think he's going to adore Callum Connolly. I think I've just got this feeling that he's going to he's going to adore the disruptive quality of Connolly. He's not going to care that Connolly ain't the greatest technically, and actually. That mattered in the Appleton setup that Connolly wasn't particularly good technically, but I don't think it's going to matter in the McCarthy setup. And I think that's going to be. It's interesting when you think there's a couple of comments. Uh, Mark said stick Connolly in the middle, um, and there's another one that says uh, that I think probably Patino. I can't remember who said it, but Patino is probably the the potential casualty of this um, setup. And I think you know both Carey and Patino. I don't think he's going to be overly um, enamoured with with. With either of them, I don't think he's going to think they're bad players, but I just I think pragmatically, it's it's hard to see how either of them are going to be more than a sort of an impact sub. And I think yeah, we, we can't we can't continue to to rinse those two in the middle like no. so much not abuse but much you know criticism was thrown their way on Saturday and and has done like through the few weeks. But they're what they're nineteen and nineteen and twenty whatever age they are playing in you know big man's league and they can't control the game the way you know big centre defensive midfielders normally would so that they will always hung up to dry unfortunately over the last few weeks and what he's got against King Kenny I don't know but we needed him desperately on Saturday and that was the game to take to them with, with a player like that so I think you'll notice that really quickly and just going back to the comment he made re Sunderland it'll be interesting to know how long he was actually been in talks for maybe being tapped up yeah. to some extent of being available because if he's watching games that far back, maybe because it was Sunderland, I don't know, but you can kind of gather maybe he was on for maybe a few weeks. Maybe I'm reading into it a bit more, but, um, and on the subject of bringing players in, I think Nixon, Alan Nixon's just said he need to make a decision on a player really quickly. Um, and that potentially could be Aidan Flint because he's in talks with Derby as well. And, if that means, you know, we talk to him really quickly and he says he'll come, then we need to act quickly on that because he'll bring what Keo brought to us and what we've been missing out on so dearly this season. Tim, uh, can you hear me now? Okay, yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, re- that old classic reboot of the computer did the job there. Some may say it's a, uh, a blessing. Not my audio, not working. Not many people, though. Uh, Tim. Sir Kenneth of Dougal, what's the player implications for Sir Kenneth? Uh, I would be fairly surprised if he doesn't start Saturday. Um, uh, I think I endorse what the other guys say. We we don't 100% know. I'm not sure he's going to move Conley to centre mid, if if I'm honest, because the number of games he's actually played there in the last two years is you can count on one hand, I think, can't you? So... Uh, with us being short at the back, if we don't bring anybody in, he might be tempted to put him into a, into a, if he does go a back three or a back five, uh, he might be tempted to play him on the right hand side of that. Um, but my immediate reaction is, uh, Kenny will definitely be in there. And then it just depends how he, how he sees it, whether he wants to try, um, uh, you know, the new guy from, uh, from the German or whether, I don't, I don't know. He might. He might just do one. He might just do one defensive midfielder and and um, and, and play two more slightly attacking players. I don't know. The problem is it, and this is quite exciting from some respects because none of us have got a clue, have we? None of us have got a clue what formation he's going to play. Which players? I can imagine him going for experience over youth. Bearing in mind the fact he'll be thinking that the. 
um, in the, with his first game, he'd rather go with the tried and tested and the ones who've got pedigree rather than lads who are still trying to find the feet in, in, and, and establish themselves in the championship. So I think he'll look around the team and look for the experienced pros. I think we can expect uh, both Medine and Yates to start. I think he'll play bowler. Shall we shall we move on to the Huddersfield team team selection then? Our team. Or should we should we try and predict yeah. Yeah, now's bit what he's gonna pick? Really. I think it's a good good time to move on to it, isn't it? So let's get it up then. Um Grimmy and our eleven. So um first up the formation. Now I've got a three five two on here. Or I've got a five three two. It's gonna be one of these two, do you think? Or what do we all think? I don't know. I just think we've we've looked wretched when we've played that. And I think if he is as pragmatic and experienced as he said he is, then we have we have been I can't remember us playing well in a five three two even under Critchley. We were horrendous when Appleton set us up in a five three two. We were like it was awful. We got that scabby that's win again. Though, Mitch. Yeah, I know it's Appleton, <laughs> but I, I think that with a thousand games, you must surely think he's got what's he got one and a you know one and a half days on the training ground to coach them into a way of playing that they've that they just haven't played and haven't had any success in. I I I four four two then. This is our team with, with the so facilities. Playing, the facilities we've got four four two would be the most logical. I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's our team, so I would not pick a five three two. Fair enough. Are we agreed on four four two then? Yep. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go. I'll go on Okay. Goalkeeper. Now, I think I think this is going to be unanimous, isn't it? Stuart Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather Stuart Moore than Maxwell. <laughs> so would I. As I've said on air before, I like Stuart Moore. The Stuart I, Moore I haters, think, Tim. I actually think he will play Maxwell, though. I know, I know it's not what I want and it's not what I'm going to pick. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But I think he'll, going back to my point, I think he'll stick with the experience for the first game. And with Maxwell being captain, I don't think first game he wants to rock the boat there. Okay, so how 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 do you think, given the fact he's only going off two days with the players, how is he going to pick this team? Who, do you think he's going to be asking the likes well, of Dobby or yeah. whoever? So you you bound to feed in an opinion of the players from someone, aren't you? Well, be asking well, Sean. Big Gaz ain't playing then, is he? Surely we're going about false false nines to him. What are you on about? False nine. Isn't the uh, is it Richard? What the hell's a false nine? It's a six upside down. Isn't one of Appleton's teams still here? Uh, Richard, I don't know. I was going to mention that Tim. He he didn't. He wasn't covered in the. 
when they said who'd left. No. Um, so whether that means he's still here or they just missed well, him off, got, I don't know. We've still got coaches at the club, haven't we? So he'll, yeah. he'll be you know, potentially going to the captain, um, obviously Medine, but he'll, he'll be speaking to the coaches. And if he's watched us over the past three or four weeks, which he absolutely has, um, no doubt in my mind about it. But you've had O'Donnell and Bank. I think O'Donnell and Bank's there. So, you know, yeah. he'll have advisors, of course. And if he's watching the games, he'll be watching them back. And, you know, I think he'd be known he'll the job a while. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But, yeah. But who do we want? Oh, oh Grimmy, Best keeper in the league, mate. In Grimmy goes. Right, we've got a bit of a conundrum at centre-half, haven't we? Big Marv missing. Does that mean Williams is starting? Oh, no. He's not actually had a shocker for no. a while. Well, no, true. He's picked he, up a bit, hasn't he? he? Yeah. Yeah. I've said this in the group. He came on, actually, and he played a Keogh role on Saturday. I know he didn't have much to lose, but he picked the ball up past the halfway line a couple of times and drove forward and tried to get us to play, if I'm absolutely honest. Like, you know, he's, I'm not a big lover of him, but, you know, he most certainly isn't as bad as we all think, in my opinion, but... Well, a few people in the chat are saying, stick Jimmy in the middle, obviously with... No way. Oh, God, no, because then we have to play Tama. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't want to know and go. Is he injured, Garbett, again? Or is he... I, I, I'd play Williams, probably, with Thornley, and then Hubby can be centre-right. Uh, Hubby can be left-back. Yeah. And, uh, Thornley's left-back. Right left left yeah, and, and, so, and yeah. Jimmy and Thornley's We're not going Connolly centre-back, no? Connolly and Jack. No, I don't yeah, think he... I don't think he... I, I could see the argument for it, but I yeah. don't... He hasn't yeah. played centre back. What can, can someone right, tell me? Right. Can someone he, can someone tell me what is Connolly's actual best position? A, originally, I'm pretty sure he was a centre back. My argument for Connolly in He's never been a fullback. My argument for Connolly in midfield is, although obviously Sir Kenneth of Dougal is a, is a wonderful footballer, and particularly in a more rugged side that requires tackling, he's ideal. He's not very big, and we're, we're little. Mm. And Connolly has that presence and he's disruptive. He can tackle, his energy can get about, but he can also win aerial duels in the middle. And it's something we never, ever do is win that sort of second ball that's bouncing around in the air. And I think Connolly could bring that to us. So that's that's my argument why I put him in the middle and therefore not at centre-back. Okay. Are we all happy with that then, Thornley and Williams? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right back, Lions. Lions every day of the Lions. week. Andy Lions roars into right back, left back. Sir Jimmy husband. deserves a strong husband. <laughs> what are you right one, Mitch? Oh, it's not my job. That's you know, I write three thousand word. Shite blogs, Raggy writes up. <laughs> Raggy will be busy working on one for Mick McCarthy at the moment, I think. There was quite a good one knocking around on Twitter. Something about he's not come to he's not come to punch not come this, to this the fans or something. Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom Johnson's just yeah. said a uh, worst centre back partnership in the league, that <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best, is it? No. <laughs> but it's slim pickings though, isn't it? Yeah. Unless we, yeah, unless we, well, I think Thornley, unless we sign someone tomorrow. Incredible. I think yeah, Thornley's class. I love yeah. Joe. Right. Centre mid. 
Tim, you can kick this off. Centre mid. Uh, well, I am going for Sir Kenneth. I think he will be there. Experience. Never lets you down. As it doesn't. Never gives the ball away. <laughs> oh, not a lot. <laughs> There's an asterisk. I just didn't want to sing that bit. <laughs> Nick? Very quiet Con- sat over there. I'd have Connolly in, in the centre. For all the are reasons we, that are we are we having one defensive midfielder and one more uh, attacking midfielder in this centre? Do you not think he might play well, tribal? I forgot about. Is that what he's going to do? Relevant, what he's going to do? Nah. It's hard for us to comment because we've not seen him yet. Not this little bit of our team. If if when when our this team, is my argument for a very decent four three three. Because if you want to, if you want to play the four three three of old that we, you know, that we fell in love with all those years ago, when Tribal is fit um, and when Dougal is playing, I'm not saying he won't replace Dougal potentially, but we could have a ball playing midfielder such as Kerry or Patino, and then have two hardworking CM or CDM, should I say, which would be the, the ilk of Tribal or Connolly or Tribal and Dougal, because we'll, we'll be a tough team to break down if those two play. And Tribal is an absolute animal in the middle when he is fit. Um, he had a you know, incredible career at his previous club. So when he is fit, which I don't think he will be, and that's why I think Dougal will start. Why, why, I think that, why, why does everyone not think he's fit though when he's played 26 games this season? He's not played 26 games this he's year. Played 26, 26 games, games this calendar year, not this season. The stats, are, ah, okay. the stats are presented wrong somewhere. So it's since, it's like since... I don't think he'll be far off, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's not been for a few weeks. He's, you know, kicked the ball in vain because they had a break as well. So... He won't be up to speed um, in probably the most important game of the season, or it is the most important game of the season. So that's why I think he'll go Dougal and Connolly, and, and potentially, or you know, maybe he'll just play one as you've alluded to and go. Br- with I take Carey. it Bridcut's not fit yet, is he not? Because there's talk he was on <coughs> a week or two off. But in all seriousness, when he plays, no, he's a no, good player no. for us, you know. No, he's in, he's a fantastic a bit like, again like Stewart, but I don't think he'll be anywhere near, if I'm honest. But so what we're doing then, Connolly and Dougal. We've got the flair on both wings, haven't we? Well, I mean, it's the, the argument is either you... There's a comment in the chat, I think it's Pete, said you need one creative and one holding. But we didn't have... we With Critchley, we didn't have two creative... You know, we, we had two shields, if you like. Yeah. So we don't have to have that balance, but it's whether we want that balance. Um, I... Probably, I, I'm playing Connolly, and then I, I'm quite happy to play Doodle alongside him. I'm all right with that. Everyone else, I think he'll play Tribal. What do we want? What do you want? Keep telling you. Keep I know, you. but I, I sort of, I sort of want what the manager wants. So, <laughs> thinking what he's going to pick, and thinking, well, he's a new manager, and that's going to be the right thing to do. Mm, and I suppose he's had another week of training, hasn't he? So. Well, who, who do, if if Tim, if you if you if you think Tribal's in, who are you partnering with? Dougal. Dougal. We've not seen this Tribal though, have we? So <laughs> just put him in because we're going to be here till midnight. <laughs> he's got a lovely. He's got a lovely. Changing our mind. It's a, it's, a, it's a democracy. So if you vote otherwise, I've made, I've made my observations then. I lose out, don't I? I've not seen week in, week out at Norwich, but his ability to win the ball and 
you know, highlights always make it look better, but he is he is a cut above probably. So you think he got, might be, I was going to um, say, a step up on what we've got. So on that basis. He, he is. He's, <coughs> I think Kevin Stewart is the best footballer at the club, but he's made of poppadom. So um, I think Tribal is going to be, you know, someone we desperately need come come this shall season. We ch- so, shall we chuck him in then? Just, just chuck him in. Let's do it. Just do it with Connolly. In. It isn't that deep, is it? Let's just. Yes, yeah, so the question. I'm having Tribal with Dougal. I want tribal with Connolly. We've got an impasse again. Oh no, we haven't. We haven't this. got five votes. So, so yeah. me and Tim, me and Tim Adougal. Nick, what were you? Connolly, Mitch Connolly, Tom yeah. casting vote. Or you can go go with someone else. Look at the is there. <laughs> I can't waver my love for Dougal, um, but I really don't want. I want Connolly centre back, so I've been outvoted on that. I'll go Dougal because that's what yes. I wanted in the first place. Yes. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy oh. to have Connolly centre back if I want if, Connolly centre back really instead of Williams. <coughs> do you want to do that? Connolly, Connolly can carry the ball. I'm, I'm happy Connolly, with that. Connolly shouldn't be dropped. That's act, but yeah. Dougal should come in. I'm happy with Connolly in place of Williams. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to slag off Williams. By the way, I don't and, understand why people are hating on him when Marvs was by far the worst player in the first sort of five games, and Williams was, you know, maybe a bit better, but. He's not a great footballer, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't. I'm not going to sit here and slag him off. Um, but yeah, he's shy, Tom. Come on. Also, if we put Connolly in the cent- central midfield position, what it allows us to do in a t- tactical, strategic way, such as Sean would like, is it allows us to flex mid game to a 3 5 2 because Connolly can step up and become that third midfield man while the players, the, the three at the back, become tighter and become a back three. Met you like a snooker player thinking three moves ahead all the time. Absolutely. It's four right. another, another argument for putting Connolly in centre half is if that is his best and natural position, we've never seen him here. So let's drop him in there. He and played for Fleetwood, didn't he? Thinking about it yeah. for, for his yeah, time. That's there. why we signed him. I yeah, really do he, think that. Is he not player of the season? Or does not does not look a lot nicer now without Williams but, there? Dougal and Tribal. This is what I think. This is why a three would be very good because the front three we've got unfortunately involves dropping um, Matt's, Matt's favourite player. But I think potentially we've got really, really good. <laughs> Not for me, it doesn't. Three. Not for me, it doesn't. Anyway, come. Right, right. I'm not dropping Medine. That's my I'm point, though. That's why I play the two show my Harry. I'll show my hand. It's Yates and Medine up top for me. Let's play in the this wings formation, for... it is, yeah. In this formation, yeah. is yeah. There isn't another, another choice to make. Yeah, absolutely. Are we all agreed with Yates and Medine then? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent in the four four two. In the four three three, it turns different because. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that totally, Tom. I agree with that totally, yeah. and I'm not actually against the idea of that four three three with Carey in there. I don't think it's a bad idea because I think Carey's been horrible. Well, I've stuck up for the fact that Carey has played there, but I think he's been. In reality, he's been horribly misserved. Like there's some comments in Carey's not a good footballer. Carey's a sensational footballer, but he ain't a central midfielder. He's a horrendous centre midfielder, especially with Patino. Like exactly. Saturday, Saturday, I wanted to cry a little bit as uh, Appleton didn't change it even after 50 minutes. Like I was actually fuming, but he is by far um, one of our best players, and he's our player as well. So that's why I play him ahead of Patino. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Spot on. Right, okay. Let's get these two wide spots sorted out. So I think we've got two out of three potential players do there. We, do we've we think Savid is fit? Don't know. 
Yeah, the, the problem we've now got is uh, I would pick no, Rogers and, and Bola without a shadow exactly. of doubt, but you yeah. also miss Pervader in that four-two-three-one type formation when he's playing in the 10. Although um, if Pervader's had a knock, if Pervader's had a knock, then you yeah. can put him on the bench and you can possibly bring him in wherever you want, wherever you see fit. 100%. Yeah. Hang on a I minute, think we, we have to Boys. assume he's not fit to start, haven't we? We'll have to assume fit. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. Uh, we've forgotten one thing, as Ambir's just pointed out. Uh, Boa oh, down the left and please. Jake Beasley on the right. Super Jake Beasley down the uh, right. That's marauding the, down the right wing. He sh- should, have been, <laughs> should have been sacked at 7.46. Soon as that team, soon as that team sheet in the lineup came, came out, I actually, he should have been sacked. I know I'm a quite an avid tweeter, but I actually tweeted five times that match just a reminder Beasley is playing as a winger. <laughs> just, I actually sat in my seat and I, I just... I still can't go over it. Oh, but Beasley shit. Yeah, he's, he's not a fucking no, That's why. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Right, so we've got Bowler we have got a decision to make Rogers. here. Did Bowler do enough to start? Yeah. Bowler starts. He's fucking How brilliant. How dare you, John? We just bought in our best player in years. Uh, is he good enough? <laughs> he was shite last game. But he doesn't take it back. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. If, even if he is shite, John, we've got to get him match fit. All right, fair enough. He wasn't shy as well. He, he skinned no, no, I, many I, I players. Don't think, I think the service to him was shocking. We we what? were poor. We had we had. Yeah. Hate to I hate to bring it I'm in. So, but we had zero point two two xg, which means Lavery had a shot in the ninety third minute, which clipped the top of the bar. That's basically all we did. Um, but he put in a couple of good balls for Rogers, and he miscontrolled when he could hit it first time. So Cathcart, there's absolutely no way. Cathcart did a. Good job on him. Let's say that. Right, I'll take back if Shay wasn't Shay. I think Cathcart marshalled him very well. He hasn't played for ages as well. Mm. And as Tom just said, we, you know, even if he's shy again, it's worth it to get him match fit because yeah, when he is match fit, it'll be brilliant. Yeah. And I play so Rogers. Where are we playing them? Where are we playing him in? Right, 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 right. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Ten people Rogers speaking was... at the same time, though. And again, bowler, right or left? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So we've got Rogers, we've got CJ. My, my, my vote Lav- is Rogers because Lavery. the first 15 minutes of the Watford game, he he showed how aggressive he wants to be and bared down on goal a few times in the match. And I just think we'll need that early doors. He's, um, he's, got, he's got some presence to him as well. He is massive for a winger, um, which you know goes against what I said about Peasley. And he can, he's trap, naturally a ball, a winger. He can trap a ball as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love, and I do love CJ. He, he's and he has been, been playing well, CJ, weeks, but he has. Yeah. But yeah, impact sub CJ vote. when Bowler yeah. runs that steam on sixty. Oh, it's going to be a strong bench. Yeah, there we have it. Grimshaw, husband Thornley, Conley, Lyons. Bowler, Dougal, Tribal, Rogers, with a dream team, Mitch, back up top, the dream team. It's Big Gaz and Jezza. Double hat-trick on, on Saturday. York and Cole <laughs> are back again. Is it 3pm yet? When you look at that, when you look at the squad though, we've got a ridiculous amount of talent, you know, to, to come mm. back. But yeah, Nick, so, um, the bench, the bench, it's a good shout. We've got a very strong bench. 
We have. Be interesting if Pavida's uh, comes back as well. No, Height's as MB, but we can't deal with. Yeah. We, I don't know. How we deal with Height other than bring Williams in and and compromise the solidity. That I think you otherwise have. It's a fair point. Stick stick Williams back in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my back's killing. <laughs> right, uh, Nick, we'll, we'll try and wrap up soon. <laughs> I think we need to do another hour where we now work out what we're picking. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be here in the three, three. Yeah, with Patino in, Paveda in, Carey in, Lavery in, Maxwell Keshi back in. in, Williams back in. <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of love for this team, boys. We're not getting a lot of love. Ben's just said, don't rate the 442. Pete's just said, I'm worried now after this pod. Yeah, we can all go back to Appleton's formation if you want, boys. I would be surprised if we've got four or five of those right. Yeah. Why don't, after the pod, John, just pick an alternative 11 and stick that out and say, uh, put it to the Twitter vote. How about that? Yeah, do that. Because you could quite easily pick another team, or easily, two yeah. it, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah. People down up in the uh, WhatsApp chat as well saying it's a shit team. <laughs> well, the thing is, it, it, yeah, it, with four four two, it's what can you do? If you're going to change the formation there, then you, you, you're putting different players in, aren't you? Without knowing what formation he's going to play, um, I'll send you a four three three, John, and you it? can do a vote. Okay, right, we've got yeah. Andy back on the line now, so Andy's coming back on. Hopefully I don't go silent again. Hello. Right, Andy, we've got you this time. Everybody in the room, is this working okay? Yeah, <laughs> it Can is. you hear Andy? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Spiffing. Right, Andy, your thoughts on Appleton and well, uh, Mick McCarthy? Take two. Welcome welcome to the, the most joyous household in the Preston area. <laughs> this, is, this is a happy day, not a happy day. See, see what you've done. Right, oh, I, oh, I. Is it when you, you can remember, you can remember Mr. Appleton walking through the door of the club, can't you? And then he gets interviewed, and he said, "It's chalk and cheese between the how the club is now and when he was here before." And uh, um, and he was right. The the club is completely different. Supports all there and things like that, except. When Appleton was here before, I thought he was shite. And when he was here this time, I thought he was shite. So a lot of change with our club, except nothing had changed with him. And let's be fair, it didn't take a lot to see through him. Um, I didn't think, but, you know, I can understand. I can understand the our supporters trying to get behind him and, and everything. I mean, like... I didn't shout anything against him at games, but or within the game. But I did feel as though he was the wrong fit, um, and now it just you just listen to the McCarthy interview, and it all all seems different, doesn't it? It seems like it should be. Okay, Andy, how did you feel about the news when you saw Mick McCarthy in the uh, in the hot seat? Well. I, I think like a few others you maybe thought it could be someone else and then you go and think about it and you go and think the predicament that we're in and you look at his experience and and you look at the fact of what he's done and then people turn around and go well 
he was shit at Cardiff and you go, yeah, but he, he sold a lot of players at Cardiff. Um, he sold a lot of players at Cardiff and didn't get many in, um, to be fair. So he had to generate a lot of money. I mean, they're in a pickle and they're still in a pickle. So like, I, I don't, I'm not going to take a lot into that, to be fair. Um, I, I think it generally is, he's had a good record. Personally, I met him when he was at Wolves when I worked at Everton and, and he was a, just a really good guy. Came on and solid, good guy. Um, had time for everybody who came up to him. And, and I just thought, I just thought, you know, my experience of him is, is, is a, he's, he's a good, solid bloke, but he's a bloke, isn't he? And like someone put on before, um, Medine's not the alpha male in the changing room now. So it's, uh, and, and of course, and of course, uh, I have copyrighted the pod sack word today. Remember that? The, the, cause I'm sure the club sacked Appleton after, after uh, the pod the other night, so we can call it the pod sack. <laughs> is that Timism? <laughs> Tim, is that Timism? <laughs> I, 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 what did we say? We said sack bait was the other one, wasn't it? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, anyway, I thought I was. Um, but uh, no, in, 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 in all seriousness now, I think, um, like, maybe. You know, you, you just had to you had to sit and think about the McCarthy one for a, a minute or two, bef- and then think about what it brings and what it. And I think like it's all, it's all positive now, and I think everything's positive. I think we'll be we'll be raucous on Saturday, and I, I wouldn't like to be in the Uddersfield changing room on Saturday. Just about to walk out to that, it, it could be like the homecoming day all over again. I really think that. Okay, Andy, thanks for your thanks for your call. We'll get try and squeeze one more no in before problem. we go, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you in the Phoenix Club on Saturday for the match. <laughs> Nick will be in there. Indeed, Nick will be in his invalid yes, chair. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> How's the back, Nick? Uh, I had physio today, so it's uh, it's a bit better. It's just. It, like I said to you, moving about, I'm fine. It's when I sit down. So right. I've been not moved for an hour and forty. Uh, I'll uh, that my other half right. to uh, give me some assistance. Right, we'll to... Do I bring some deep heat for you on Saturday? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going through that like nose business and ibuprofen. You know, you name it, Andy. But... Right, cheers, Andy. We'll probably see you on Saturday. Cheers, pal. Cheers. Cheers, pal. cheers. Someone talk about something just while I get the next caller up going to say just what Andy said on the homecoming thing there I mean it, you know the homecoming will never be relived it was a unique thing it was a once in a lifetime thing but the difference between this game and the homecoming is this match really matters the homecoming was all the football was almost incidental but this one this game really matters so it's you know it's got to have that sort of war vibe the homecoming was a celebration it was something just outside of my experience of any other game of football. And I suspect, you know, almost any other football fans experience of any game of football. It was magic, but it wasn't a war. And this is a war. And I think that's what Saturday's got to be like. It's got to be horrible for Huddersfield. I wrote a really long sort of 
um, ranting blog before he got sacked, kind of trying to work out in my head that he doesn't matter and we've got to get behind him anyway and we've got to, you know, we've got to take it out on Uddersfield. And I think that's even more true. We've spent so long kind of at war with ourselves and our own manager and it's been miserable and it's been horrible and it's it's not been, I think it's been a bit overplayed, the toxicity, but it's not been good. It's and been now, flat, it? yeah, it's been flat as hell. And now uh, we've got to, channel that at them, at the ref, at at everything and make it the most horrible place to play football that you could imagine Um, because we're fucking brilliant when we're on. Mm. It's the best thing in the world. I've missed it. Okay, uh, final call up before Nick um, has to be wheeled off on a trolley. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Tom Johnson, Tom from uh, UTMP. Hi, Tom. Good evening, lads. You all right? Yeah, very well. What's your What's your views on the uh, Mick, McPa- Mick McCarthy appointment? You made a funny comment before. I can't remember what it was. You have to remind me. Uh, the worst centre back partnership in the league. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's Mick McCarthy for you. will get the best out of him, won't he? Two two big tall lads at the back, and uh, they'll win every every fifty fifty. I've had a spring in my step for the last couple of days, really. Ever since I heard the. The news that he was in the frame, it was surprised me. I didn't expect him to be anywhere near the shortlist, really, given you know the the people that have been in the frame in the last three appointments we've made. So yeah, I think it's great. I think the type of caliber that this manager is is we've not not had anything of the like, have we? Previously under the previous regime and the last couple of managers, it's a bit of a coup in terms of the reputation that he brings and the pulling power that he'll have in the market. So it feels like we can actually sign potentially some established championship players and really start to build something. And I just feel like we're in safe hands. I feel like it's a nice warm hug after we've been out in the rain in the last few weeks and months. And I just feel like we're now in safe hands and he'll he'll leave us in the summer potentially or carry on and set it up perfectly for the next man to go and go and truly build something. Tim, what are you smirking at? Uh, the comment from Mark GT, let's hope the port shop raise their game for this occasion. So, <laughs> edible pies and plate of sausage rolls, please. Tom, what do you think he'll 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 do in midfield? And, you know, we've just been talking about the formation. Do you think he'll go solid with, yeah. with two defensive midfielders or, or just one? It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's almost a clean slate for everybody, but I think Saturday might come too soon to properly assess the squad and make too many changes. So I think he will change the Patino and Carey partnership. I don't think that's working. So whether he sticks Tribal in there or pulls Dougal back in, or like we said, Connolly might slip in there and you go Lions at right back. So I think that's one change he will make. Yes, whether he sticks with the formation or he changes it up and goes with a 4-4-2. It's anyone's guess really, but I look forward to it. I tr- similar to what Tim was saying, he sort of, I don't really care who we pick. I just I'm going to look at that team sheet and think, yeah, that's the right decision because Mick McCarthy's made that choice. So I, yeah. I'm fully hand him the keys and let him crack on for me, really. Yeah, agree. Okay, Tom. Um, thanks for your call, Nick's. Uh, yeah, cheers, guys. I can see Nick's steam coming out of his back, so uh, we'll we'll move on. Right, cheers, mate. Thanks. Right, just one one talking point before we go. That admittance of failure, uh, Matt. You you penned the script for us kind of this evening. Would you like to kind of elaborate what you were talking about? Or was that from you, Nick? Yeah, no. 
Well, I think it was me. It might have been Nick and he was going to speak. <laughs> gonna go, but... Do you want to uh, just elaborate on what you meant by this? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, for the last three years since, since the, you know, since the new regime came in and particularly since Mansford's come in, we've been fed a line that, you know, it's all about the process. Um, we have a vision. We have a goal. Um, sort of, if I was going to put it unkindly, at times it's felt a bit like be quiet plebs. You know, we, we, we know what we're doing here and there's a bigger picture that you might not be appreciating. And sort of it rubs completely against all of that. And, you know, no, no point would you have plucked out the idea that Mick McCarthy would be our manager? So it's really, I suppose, one. it's the two ways you could look at it. It's them admitting that, you know, the process, the system, the, the, the strategy is in flames and it was all a load of nonsense and it never was there. Or it's actually a prag and I think this is where I'm I'm coming round to is it's actually a pragmatic decision born of the context. Raggy put something in our chat last night. I was banging on about, you know, oh what what does this mean about this and that? And they've said this and said that. And Raggy just put about four lines going, is something along the lines of he's a good football manager, there's 19 games left, we're gonna get relegated if we don't act. We look like a soft touch, he'll sort that out it's a good appointment and it kind of stopped me in my tracks and made me go, actually, yeah, that's what it is. But I think it is interesting that we've spent so much money strategizing and the end of that we've got Mick McCarthy. You know? see, using the COVID analogy, um, Mick McCarthy is the ventilator to the, uh, to the process. <laughs> <laughs> He's keeping us going. Because uh, if you get relegated, it, it, I'm sure. It, he, I don't think he'd like that analogy if you uh, said that to him. Tim, you're a ventilator <laughs> in a COVID ward. <laughs> well, you, you don't want to make. I was in the. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, really say, is that the if, if the process exists or if it's not figments of certain people's imagination, then it involves cementing us as a championship club. And at the moment, the process is 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 uh, you know needs needs some help because it's 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 dying. So um, you need someone to come in with some experience who's just going to keep it keep it where it needs to be, and I think that's what Mick can do. And it may, listen, it may go beyond the end of this season. I don't know whether they have they actually said what it's to the end of the end of the season. Yeah, it's to they, the end of the season, they have actually said of me. Mm. So, um, so I was working today, so I don't. Want it, I, I I didn't get much chance to read up on everything before the pod. Uh, but in all in all honesty, you know, he, he he's got the abilities to turn it around and turn it around quickly. And I don't think there's many managers out there who've got that, uh, that on their CV. And it, listen, he was quite happy to talk about that as, as somebody who comes in almost to firefight a problem. And, and, um, and I think he's quite proud of that. And I would be quite proud of that if I was him, because he has got this, you know, a track record of immediately creating results where, teams are floundering and we can only hope that he does the same for us oh we forgot to get his uh, record up didn't we let's let's look at mixed stats i think there's a beauty in for all of the flip charts and the gamp charts and the process charts and the spreadsheets and the data and all of that work that they will have done that somehow the computer spat out mick mccarthy with gary medina as the key player <laughs> After all of that work. oh if, if there ever was a delicious irony, that's one. <laughs> Isn't that right, Tim? 
Well, that, that means Gary Gazzy's starting every game. Well, he, he, you can't destroy him, can you? No matter, it just keeps happening that people go, well, I think Nadine's time's done. And then something happens that he then becomes the key player again. He's still going to be, he's still going to be our key player in about 2034 when he's about 42. I think at the moment, obviously, it's the end of the season, isn't it? So it's uh, needs must get us there and see where we're at. Um, and then we might be back to the whole strategizing thing and looking at the next critch in the summer. And if they bring him in, it's probably the, the better time to do it than in January when you're, you're second bottom and you need experience and points on the board. But if he keeps us up and we push you know, up the table and he does well, it, it might change the mind. They've got a bit of a tougher decision to make because if he's if he is doing well, he'll be very popular. The atmosphere, there'll be probably a lot of people on board and saying, you know, m- m- carry, give him a, give him another contract. So it could be a complete well, change of direction. You another know. thing you could throw in there is something that's often been um, labelled uh, thrown at the board, and I, and I think this I think this is a I've come around to think it's a good appointment that actually. Yeah, well done for swallowing your pride and doing this. But something that's often been thrown at the board is that there's a bit of football naivety in there. And actually, maybe if Big Mick enjoys himself and does well, he's 64, 65 next year. You never know. You could move him upstairs and give him some kind of role within, with you know, in that kind of way of overseeing football operation. You know, it's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think the committed they seem to be very keen on Ramsey, don't they? And, and clearly Ramsey's if he's going to be uh, persuaded to come, isn't before the end of the season. But you could almost see someone like him actually benefiting from the experience that someone like Mick McCarthy could bring with him for twelve months as he found mm. his feet, a little bit like Calderwood did with with Critchley, to be honest. And um, so I, I'd like to think, I, I, to be honest, my money before he got announced was on. Ramsey coming in with 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 possibly with McCarthy as a, 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 a dual partnership effectively to the end of the season, and um, I think I think yeah, obviously I think the board thought Ramsey might come and he didn't, so um, he's probably said no end of season and then I'll review it. But anyway, <clears throat> I, I just I'm just happy with what we've got at the moment. I think we've got the best out the, of a bad job. Right? At short notice, we, we couldn't hang around um, because Saturday's too important. Whoever's going to manage it really needs to be in place this Saturday. We, we didn't really want to be going in there with a with a caretaker, uh, and I think we've we've got a manager who who's probably got the best CV for doing what we want, which is to turn the oil tank around very quickly and pick up results. Okay, round the room just before we head off. Are we staying up on your Huddersfield predictions, Mitch? We're staying up. And we're going to win 2-0. Tim? I'm going to try and stay positive on this one because I did the I did, I pulled, I did the mockers on us up. <laughs> you, were, you were a realist and you made that decision based on years and years and years of experience and you were bang on yeah. the money. I, I think it will be a scrappy 1-0 but 
and it could go either way, but I'm I'm going to lean towards us winning the scrappy one nil. I think it's going to get very nerve wracking. Um, and it literally could go either way. I think it's one of those. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in it. Uh, and I think hopefully the f- the fans are really going to suck that ball in the back of the net because we need to. So I'm going to go 1-0 Blackpool. And are we staying up? I, 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 listen, there's a couple of things interesting. Uh, Wigan have been given a, a suspended three points, haven't they, today? So if they don't pay players on time again this season, they lose three points. Cardiff apparently are facing a points deduction. They were embargoed as well, weren't they? Yeah, and ult- ultimately, that might be that could be a 10-point one, that I believe. Um, uh, ha- so we really listen, you don't, you don't want really to stay to up on, you don't want to stay up on, on the base of teams getting points deductions. But I think things like that could come into the equation. I'm, I'm hoping we've just got enough in our locker, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. We've got, we, we literally, as Raggy said the other night, we've got to win the same number, for me, the same number of games as Michael Appleton has won in his 50 odd games <laughs> career as a Blackpool manager in 20 games. So we've got to win one out of two. So if we're not winning at home every single game, we've got to be picking up some points on the road. And that's where I think the difficulties lie. Tough away game as well after that Middlesbrough away, obviously. We've got Southampton in the middle. Mm. Well, it's a big test. I know Nick's going now, but it's a big test of the concept of um, the players are good enough, Appleton's not. And we've agreed we've got a good manager now, a decent football manager. So actually, on the basis of what we've all said for ages, we should be positive and we should believe in it. That's what I think. Nick, we staying up. We're staying we, up. Oh, we're beating Huddersfield. Yeah, Raggy's beat me too with the score four nil. We're going to blow them away. They're not going to know what's hit them. The North's going to be bouncing. Blackpool are back up the pool. I've hurt me back. <laughs> <laughs> you to, uh, on what's going to happen on Saturdays, Nick? Your back's going to be playing you up. So you have to go down to walk along the concourse, and we're yeah. going to score while you're on the concourse. Oh yes, <laughs> each time. At, each time. Each I go time down you go. Walk. So we're no, going to no, we're going to no. have um, we're going to have uh, doing a, a, a Smith uh, three to three or four times of the game. That'll be fine by me. Yeah, we need to I'm bring back doing a Smith. Smith yeah, doing a Smith not, needs to come back. Done, it's not happened for a while. It's not enough goals scored. That's why it's no Smith. <laughs> we should include him in the stats for the season, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Right, Tom. Uh, we're staying up. Uh, yes. We beat in Huddersfield. 3-1. Edgy start, though. It's like it's like one of those dodgy dubbed foreign films, isn't it, at the moment, Tom? Is it, is it the same for everybody else? You're a about a delay. three that seconds think. behind what you're doing. So, uh... Right, closing thoughts, anybody, just before we head off. I want to raise my glass, actually, though. I've got nothing left in it. Uh, to Mick McCarthy. And I hope that everything that we want from his appointment comes to fruition. So, charge your glasses. I've got, I think I've got a little bit of coat left in the bottom of mine. I've got the dregs of some Wayne Wright. To Mick McCarthy. And, and all who may football sail football in her. Club. Yeah. He's a better manager than Jürgen Klintman. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cheers, guys. Cheers, sir. It's it's better than Michael Appleton. That's what you're going to get off <laughs> me. Right, uh, cheers, again, everyone. Again, cheers, everyone. Thanks for your input this evening, your time. It's been a pleasure. As always, uh, if you're watching the show on YouTube, do like the video and subscribe. It uh, helps us uh, grow and get more exposure on there. And all that to be said is thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool! Come on, mate. Up the pool! Up the pool! Great tradition. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.